Hello and welcome to this Monday morning edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast for The Great Hunt. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my good friend and co-host, Steve. Yeah. You, feel, well, you feeling that? A little sleepy. Hey, when when you wake up in the morning... Gotta wake up! Uh, do you have like a song just like immediately play in your head? Like like just start going and you just can't get it out of your head for the for the rest well, of the day? Well, sometimes. Sometimes there's something in my head that gets stuck in there and it's usually not forgiving in any capacity. But a lot of time I like... I like some smooth jazz in the morning. That's good. I like that. I like to tell my Amazon Echo, I say, computer. I have my, my Amazon Echo, I change it to his name as computer. So I say, computer, <laughs> play me some morning jazz. And it does. And he goes, right away, it says, Okay, Steve. here is ja- here is playing jazz from Amazon Music. I woke up this morning and I had the Wii Sports theme song blasted in my blasted in my head. I don't even know what that is. It's oh, you would know you would know it if it's a very it's a very popular meme song now. I think it's on the TikToks where the kids are. Okay, it's on the it used to be on the vines. Wow, that's that's big. That's big time. Oh yeah, once you're on the TikToks. Oof, oof. No, the thing about speaking of smooth jazz, the Nintendo Wii sort of menu music and the Wii Sports menu music, whoever was making it knew that they were making jams. You know? There's that Oh, they were making like Bossa Nova beats yeah. that were just like dun 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 like a nine piece Congo hand drum orchestra. Congos, congas, bongos. Hey, we should uh, we should start like composing some music for this podcast. You know, we should like spend a couple minutes. We just did a we a, a drumming we cover band. Oh, it's just nonsense. Not a good idea. It's just nonsense. It's just like <laughs> not the best idea we ever had on recorded internet radio. <laughs> Out of time, all sorts of nonsense. Ugh. Yeah, I I think it'd be fun. It wouldn't be good audio whatsoever. All right. I disagree entirely. Let's move on. All right. So we are getting into. A new chapter. It's a new day. It's a new week. It is. Chapter 21, mm-hmm. The Nine Rings. And I'm so happy that we're back. Which is, this is the new Marvel movie coming out, right? Yeah, actually. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi and The Nine Rings. And it's all that it is. It's just him in uh, an inn like this. Just drinking. Drinking, singing songs. He <laughs> <It> just drinks. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end, Nick Fury shows up. He's like, and Thanos, he comes back. Ah. I want to talk to you about the new Avengers initiative. Oh no, there's another one. (laughs) (laughs) And then a CGI Black Panther walks in on Princess Leia's body and says, Hope. (laughs) (laughs) And we're all like, wow, that's really well done. And then, you know, we scrutinize it. You know what? I actually hated it. I actually thought it was, I actually thought it ruined the movie. You know what? I actually think that Han Solo movie is not very good, but if it was a, a miniseries on Disney Plus, it would be amazing. If it was exactly the same, but it caught up into a miniseries. What the fuck <laughs> does that even mean? <laughs> it's like, what are you going? Where are you going with this? Um, aside from all that, we're in an inn. We're hanging out in an inn. We're having some good food, good eats. Like I said last week, man, like this is what I live for in in my in my personal life. And even in my in my book life, I'm always looking for a good inn to hang out in. Uh, there's some interesting thing that happens in this inn. The first thing that happens is uh, 
We don't get the stereotypical innkeeper. Here's no. Robert Jordan is breaking all the molds that we have established in Eye, Eye of the World. He like listened to this show, uh-huh. like he had he had prescience and he knew what we were looking for and we were picking up on. We saw the themes and he's like, I'm gonna do everything opposite. No bread and cheese. None. We're gonna only go do one in. I mean, one in so far. There so might be far. another one later on. But I, f- I, f- I feel kind of robbed from all this material that we've built. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like a different universe altogether. I have faith that we're going to come yeah, back to it, and this is just Robert Jordan. Unfortunately, it appears was really horny at this part of writing the book, so I think that that's <laughs> really uh, pulling away <laughs> from the food and dietary choices. Because really, a lot of the time now, he's just saying, "Oh, that ate food. They ate some food." Yeah, it's not a detailing like like they they talked about how good the food was. In this chapter, they do. Yes. Yes, but not in... Like, what was it they were eating? They were eating... So, they sat down at the table. First thing is that I noticed is that it's not a stereotypical innkeeper. It's actually a very... It's a goose. Uh, skinny, an frail... Goose. Yeah, it's a goose. Wearing a little chef hat and an <laughs> And they're like... Yeah, and they're like, wow, you can run this? You A goose can just run? And he's like, what, you got a problem with a goose running in? He's like, hey, you got a problem with me Sit running your this place? ass down. I got enough problems without you uh, on my hands, hey. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know what just happened. Keep that idea in your back pocket for whatever TV show we end up working on later on. Yeah, Wheel of Goose. <laughs> <laughs> Wheel of Goose. <laughs> they sit down. And they're served some meals, and uh, these meals are kind of like it's it's a it's it's the standard fare for uh, an inns, you know, probably you like a stew bread, you got and like meats. a bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's this like there's this like sludge that's on top of it. That's like a, that's uh that's more like a sauce. Mm-hmm. But the, but the way that he describes it, it's like a clear Going sludge there. that they put on top French. of it. But it's sweet. Mm. It's sweet. And it's a little bit spicy. Ooh. And he's like, this is amazing. This is like some carrion, 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 brilliance. Where, where have this been carrion all carrots? my life? Oh, this carrion carrion carrions, aren't they? No. No. Oh, I'm going to take a whole bushel oh. of these. Wow. Let <laughs> <laughs> me fooled. Uh, uh, yeah, there's, there's that. Um, one thing that happens here is... The innkeeper, I can't remember her name, but uh, Mar- Margaret, Marga, Margo. Sure, well, no, I don't remember like that. that. Uh, Margo, it, she she immediately takes to Rand as a lord, and a lot of people do. I guess that's just the way he it's holds himself. The clothes he's wearing, coat. He's not wearing that like red jacket with yellow frilly trim all over it, and emeralds. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, he keeps asking people, don't treat him. But I guess that's the only clothes he has. So, all right, I'll let it slide. That's bullshit. Uh, You could probably get clothes so easily. He'd be like, hey, anybody, give me some clothes. I'll give you a, I don't know, a flute (laughs) or something. I'll give you a piece of this gem. I'll just give you this jacket. Just I'll give you this jacket. Give me your clothes. A piece of that jacket could probably get you like a robe. Yeah. The gross domestic income of every town he enters goes up like 20% whenever he wears that jacket. It's good for the economy. You know, it's good for the economy. You got to wear that jacket. Everybody's super stoked. Um, 
She immediately takes to Rand as a lord. She thinks Selene is with him. She thinks it's weird that is that Loyal is with him, and she automatically assumes Hiran is a servant of some type, some type because he's carrying all the bags, which is kind of funny because you know Loyal should be Loyal is the guy that could carry all the bags, but he's got that chest, I guess, and he's just he's dealing with it. He's got a, he's got probably like a hundred books to carry, anyways. Yeah, he's a, he's he's packed full of books they get into the inn they get into the inn and they also notice that there's a bunch of soldiers there and they're a little like hesitant about it they don't like being around other armed people i don't think and there's this guy his name is aldrin caldevin caldevin caldev caldevin oh boy aldrin oh man (laughs) caldevin it's hard right pretty sure i got it on the first try i don't know though we'll have to go back and look at the tapes (laughs) Look at the tapes. Let's go back to the tapes. Go to the tapes. Caldevin. So what's the haps on the craps? <laughs> uh, this guy, he takes notice of their of our crew, and he's like, he's like, I'm gonna go cozy up with them and see what the, what's going on. And the way that he talks to them is, you know, friendly, but he's interrogating them. He's like, Who are you? Where are you going? What you got there? She's really pretty. Yeah, and she's so pretty. Celine. Celine, yeah. you're the <laughs> most prettiest, pretty woman. You're so pretty. You're so pretty. And she's like, I've never met you in my life. She's got to be like some sort of shapeshifter. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, how, you can't. She probably looks like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. 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 With his tongue out. <laughs> that's why she was looking for. That's why she was looking for another shirt to wear. When she was uh, going through all that, cl- all those clothes, she was looking for something much bigger, uh-huh. so she can just let herself so, out a bit. Have you ever seen the movie The Tall? You know? Have you ever seen the movie Phantasm? The horror movies? Uh, no, there's like I four of them. I, I think there was even maybe like a new one. Um, about this guy, this big, like tall, like weird, lanky guy with uh, with the long white hair. He's called the Tall Man. And he's a shapeshifter, and he's got these orbs and these tiny little people monsters. It's a whole crazy thing, but. One of the recurring things is that he always just changes, he shapeshifts into a woman, and then he like lures someone into a grave. He lures the guy into the graveyard. And he has sex with him, and then halfway through having sex Ooh. with him, he turns back into a man, and he kills him. You know, so it's like that. Except it's just, it's interesting how the tall man <laughs> always <laughs> decides to have sex with the person first. He always has to turn into a woman and have sex with the boy, with a teenage boy. First, and then in mid-sex, turn back and be like, "Ah, I'm an old man." Surprise! So it's an interesting choice because you could just kill him. You could turn into anything. You turn into his mom. And be like, "Hey," and then he'll no, just be like, "Oh, hey, mom, I'm gonna turn around for a second and just stab him in the face, and back in the back of his face." Anyways, I digress. Yeah, check out those movies. Yeah, I don't know what the motivation. I don't. I don't know the motivation of that guy in that that movie. But in Celine's case, she might be this phantasm guy, the tall man. Oh yeah. Tall man. Angus Grimm. So, during this whole conversation with Caldwin, Cal-Gong- Celine Cal- gets kind of fed. Calver- uh, Calver- Calvin Klein. <laughs> I'm running with that. <laughs> but throughout this whole conversation with Calvin Klein, <laughs> uh, Celine gets upset. She says that she has some sort of sickness. She doesn't feel well. And she has some of the yeah, innkeeper servants Put a mask fix on. up a bed for her in in, uh, in her own room. 
And the innkeeper's like, ooh, looks like you pissed off your girl there, Rand. And Rand blushes. And he's like, I wish Perrin were here. And <laughs> uh, but after this, uh, you know, Calvin, Calvin Klein says, like, you got a very beautiful girl. And then the innkeeper's like, I see you got a flute. Hey. And uh, oh, oh boy, have if we could uh if we get some fluting in here, I'm gonna be real happy. He's like, Except I only know songs supper. from uh The Legend of Zelda from Ocarina of Time. Do, 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 and they're like there's this like no, they're like I I'm like it just sounds like a recorder. And then he gets all angry. <laughs> and he's like, It's not a recorder. <laughs> it's an ocarina. It's a flute. That's actually what happens it's to me ocarina. when I play my ocarina and everyone says it sounds like a fucking recorder. They can fuck off. I paid like 45 bucks for that thing. Yeah, but we keep saying that because you keep busting it out at every party we're at. Yeah, I brought it to the woods. I went camping and brought it to the woods and just sat in the woods by myself and played it to the birds. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I'm 33 years old. I was like, I've really made it. And then you go back in time to your 10-year-old self. Yeah, my 10-year-old self is like, Nah, you didn't actually play that game until you were 11, so I got nothing for you. It just means nothing to me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she asked Rand to, like, come on, man, just play that flute a little bit. And Rand obliges, and I'm happy that he does because I felt, like I said earlier, like I felt robbed of some of the tropes that we established in Eye of the World, but this is one of the tropes yeah, we that got I a love. Little playing for your just supper. A little playing for your supper, a little bit of music. Um, I want to ask you just to fill just just a quick little question. Do you have any sort of show memories that are worth that are worth telling on the show? You know, like uh, playing with punk bands, going on the road, that sort of thing. Oh, I of course I definitely do, but I don't. There, most of them are not. Even though this show is a little off color, most of them are not uh, not on brand. <laughs> I see. I see. I see. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was trying to think of some stories myself, and I don't have many that are not off color, but I would say just not great radio. You know, most of the time it just come it just comes down to this: we go to a place, there's nobody there, and we end up playing to like six super weird people who are there for the entire night. They they don't move; mm-hmm. they just sit there with their beer. Yep. They don't even know each other. Yeah. They're just like, and they'd be there regardless. They're not there for you. They're there for They're the not beer. there for you. They're there for the beer. They don't even know each other and the only six people in the band or six, only six people in the town. Yeah. You know? They probably do know each other but they hate each other. Oh, absolutely. And you know, you play you play your you play your set and uh I have this one memory. This one's good. Uh <laughs> we're playing this show in Drumheller at this bar at this bar called Neighborhood Corners Neighborhood Corner Pub. And the pub is great, actually. We have a really good relationship with them. Uh, they're just a small bar. Uh, not a lot of people coming in, but they do have some really great nights. In the beginning of the at the beginning of us as a band, uh, we would do we cut our teeth at that place, just doing some, you know, long nights, playing three sets, about forty or fifty songs. And near the end of the night, you know, we're playing to like three people, and we're playing "Fight for Your Right to Party" by BC Boys. And you know that at the end of the song where where it's where it's all all three of them going just shouting party. I do. Yep, like that. I have just a, a clear image in my mind of us all three of us screaming it at like four guys who are like well into their 60s 
and not moving. <laughs> just staring at you. Telling them the party. <laughs> well, that's like bucket list. No, never, you know, that's a good thing. That's a good. Wow. You affected, you changed those guys' lives. <laughs> it's a good moment in my life, but uh, I had a seared in my memory of these like four guys. I mean, after the show, they were very nice. I think, uh, I think a couple of them bought a CD. You know, can't say anything more. Wow. I can't say anything bad about the experience or the people in Drumheller or that bar. But there was that moment where we're playing to like four guys who do not give a fuck and we're screaming at them to party. But you had to play for your time. supper. I had to play it for a supper and we always get a comped. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love Even it. Even if it's like a uh, fucking pretzel or something, you know? Yeah. Sometimes pretzels yeah, yeah. are big. They're filling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just wanted to share that. I just love playing for your supper. I wish we get more of it. I wish we get more of it. That's all I, that's all I, we will. after, after this, Calvin, Calvin's Klein, uh, he goes oh, like, that was a great set. Great job. If you got a CD, I'll buy it. And he's like, well, we got shirts. It's a yeah. great, perfect. We have MP, the, we have USB sticks with songs on it. Remember when people did that shit in like 2006? This is like wait, it's like <laughs> slow down, guys. Wait a couple years. Things are not figured out yet. Just wait. <laughs> USB sticks. What the hell are they thinking? And uh, Calvin Klein's like, well, that was great. Uh, I'm gonna get head out. By the way, if you guys are going to Carrion tomorrow, I'm gonna have some of my boys ride with you. Anyways, bye. And he leaves, and they all just look at each other. He's like. Are they traveling with us tomorrow then? Loyal's like, yeah. Well, because the way he says it, he does, he does that sort of thing when that fucking, oh, just the worst. Like, I'm sorry if you people do this, but it's, it's just the worst, you know? The thing where you just like, you say like, um, you know, instead of me saying like, uh, hey, Will, uh, would you mind uh, feeding my cat for the week while I'm gone? I would just be yeah. like... Uh, you start giving hey, me well, I'm I'm uh, I'm out of here for the week, so uh, it's fine with you if you feed my cat. Yeah, it's all good. I'll just come just come in. Here's the key, and uh, yeah, if you yeah. feed him in the morning and night, and you don't even have a chance yeah. to say anything. And then yeah. I'm one way ticket to paradise. <laughs> Pack your bags with Steve tonight. It is a. I'll take all our fans. I'll take all Sneaky our fans move. to Costa Rica, and I'll leave you in fucking Alberta. It's <laughs> <laughs> a sneaky move that people do, and I've been stuck in that situation as well. Yeah, they just give you instructions of what to do. Hey, I'm going away this week. Uh, also, my cat needs, uh, yeah, like exactly what you said. I was going to. I was actually. Yeah. I was. I was less. I was about to give you the same joke. I was about to just yeah, repeat. I was just going to do the same joke again, but I was going to do it like saw. You know, like sometimes you get instructions that are like, there is a key inside of your arm, cut it out and use it to unlock the back of your head to pull your brain out and use the brain to unlock the door to your front house. Inside of your house is a bowl feed the cat. of mac and cheese in the microwave. <laughs> and I have set the microwave for 25 minutes. It begins now. <laughs> it will explode. Don't forget in 15 the minutes at least. Also, the, cat. the, cat too, too also the cats must be fed. <laughs> they are extremely hungry. In order to feed the cats, you must cut off your own dick and feed it to the cats. <laughs> oh, God. Yep, this is the show. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Calvin Klein leaves. He does that thing to them. 
and uh, the boys all retire. They request for one same room just so they can keep an eye on the chest and they're not separated. Uh, the innkeeper tells Rand, hey, you know, if you go knock on uh, Celine's door and, you know, just apologize, she'd probably let you in if you know what I mean. And he's oh. like, he's like, I don't know what you mean. But I also know what you mean. He's like, <laughs> I've never had this happen. Ran knows. Ran knows because his nose knows. They two against him. <laughs> and he gets guilty because of Egwene. And he gets really flustered. And he gets really confused. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that he doesn't pull the trigger. But I bet he he regrets it in the morning. And when he wakes he up, to. Celine is gone. She's left a note. She said, uh, I fucked off. Calvin Klein did not give me good vibes. Mm-hmm. I don't trust him. No. Do not trust him. And okay. so I went to Carrion. And I'm going to wait for you there. This is my address. This is my postal code. And my social insurance my number. Snapchat. <laughs> my Snapchat. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they go. She does her like, location. Klein. She turns like her location on Snapchat on. Just to be a fucking. Just to be a bitch about it. She's like, I'm just going to disappear. <laughs> But she turns her location on Snapchat on and keeps her in there. And Rand's like, well, I know where you are. You're in Carrion. Yeah. And they go leave the inn. Calvin Klein's waiting outside. And he's just like, hey, Celine's missing. Uh, it's weird because, and he almost spits out saying, like, we were watching the bar all night to see if there was any people leaving. And that meant that, you know, uh, she she snuck away from us and we didn't see her go. Of course she did. What? Do you think this Calvin Klein guy is up to? What is huge? Making what, jeans. What, there's a big part of this chapter that's about the game of games. Because Game of Thrones, by this time, I think was already copyrighted. They couldn't. No, game. here's the thing. Wheel of Time came first. And Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin, had paid his dues to Wheel of Time. There are Wheel of Time references all over the place in Game of Thrones. Okay. There's a guy, I forget what his name is. Something of Tear or Tear. It's a wheel time thing. Yep, okay. Uh, so, Great Hunt was released in November 15th, 1990. And this is our first, like, I think this is either our first or second mention of the Game of Games. And let's see where Game of Thrones August 1st, 1996. That's right. Mm. That's fucking right. Okay, 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 okay. I was wrong, I was wrong. Um. So, and this is basically just Game of Thrones. Like, the whole bit where they're talking about the Game of Games is just saying, like... It's just the same, you know, it's the same thing. It's also like the crown. It's, the it's almost thing. like, it's also like the crown. It's like the crown. It's like, uh, it's like Survivor. Yeah, it's like Survivor 2. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like Big Brother. Yeah. The Circle. This is like The Circle on Netflix. <laughs> and uh, Loyal's like, man, this is going to blow. You know, I really don't want to be a part of a reality TV show. And first of all, like... <laughs> I didn't sign up for this, like, but then the checks start coming and you're like, well, I guess they just pay me to be me. So I'm actually pretty lucky. I'm just going to pop this shirt off and we're on reality TV. That's another thing. Whenever I'm at your place and I'm watching uh, reality TV. Listen, I watch a lot of reality TV. <laughs> a lot of people are just missing their shirts. 
Like people well, you gotta show the packs. So... <laughs> you gotta show off the guns. You know, who's the first one in our group to pop the top off? You know, I'm gonna pop this tarp off. I don't know, there's a lot of insecure people. So <laughs> I think Loyal's got. I think Loyal's the first one to do it. I think, I think Loyal Loyal's got doesn't ever wear fit. <laughs> no, he wears like a loose puffy puffy pirate shirt like Jerry Seinfeld had. Yeah, 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 but the neckline goes right to the middle of his yeah, chest. Yeah, it's a deep V. <laughs> it's a deep V. <laughs> right down to his belly button, which he has, oddly enough. I guess I guess ogres have umbilical cords. He's got a uh, he's got a necklace, but like a tasteful one. Nothing like really cheesy. You know what I mean? Like a tasteful, tasteful sort of chain necklace. Yeah, it's like a little, little pendant. Like a little, yeah, a little pendant at the end of it that's just dangling. You know. And he keeps that area groomed so you can just focus on the Ooh. pendant, not the, not the chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we leave <clears throat> off with Loyal's chest hair, Celine gone, Calvin Klein joining the team, and a whole bunch of other sh- soldiers. And they're trying to hide the horn from this guy because we don't know what he's about. And that's where we're going to leave off. We and we're going to come back tomorrow. We will be back tomorrow, won't we? There's no escape, Every no surrender. Day, and we hope you'll be back tomorrow as well. Well, we've also mentioned lately those recipes. We want them. You got them. We want them. We're making things happen. Send them in. Uh, yes, doesn't matter what they are. Just give them got, to us. I got a nice kebab recipe that we're gonna Ooh. be that we're gonna. I'm gonna be testing out. Here in the pit. And oh boy am I excited. Well we'll see you all back here tomorrow. When we are testing out chapter 22. Watchers. At this point in the show, I want to show our support for our Gouda Big Cheese Daddy for taking part in our Patreon. Yes, our Patreon executive producer tier. If you would like to become a Gouda Grandmaster, head on over to the Patreon. You can find it in our uh, episode notes in the description and join the ranks of the elite.